Hey, what's going on, guys? Devin Caswell here representing the Christian Minute. Welcome back to the podcast. Um, Today's the start of a brand new series called Life Seasons. And so throughout the series, we're really just going to talk about the specifics of each season of life. And I'm really excited for for what I have for you guys today. And what I have for you guys today is the season of waiting. Now, this is going to be a good one because this is a season that I am currently in. So I put a lot of personal stuff in here and I hope you guys really enjoy it. So um, let's go ahead and dive in here. So waiting on God is one of the hardest things for a lot of Christian believers to understand, especially in this day and age in the country of America. We have become so accustomed to getting what we want when we want it at the snap of a finger. You know, we need to begin to understand that waiting is an essential part of our walk with God. See, God has timing for everything. God might call you to do something. He might tell you to do something, but that doesn't always mean it's meant to happen immediately. And so the first thing that I really want you guys to walk away with, write this down if you're taking notes. It's be diligent during the waiting season. Now, I heard this uh, analogy from Les Brown, so I want to share it with you guys. Um, There was a young man, and he had his pastor with him. And the young man asked the pastor, he said, "Uh, Pastor, how do I fulfill the call that God has for my life? And the pastor went in his office and got him a bamboo plant. And it wasn't a plant yet, it was just a seed. And so the pastor told him, "Uh, Son, Go plant this in your backyard and water every day. So that's exactly what he does. The young man takes the seed, plants it in his backyard, waters it. And about two weeks go by and and he's not really seeing any results. So he's curious. He goes back to his pastor like, hey man, I've been watering this thing for like two weeks now. I'm not seeing any results. And the pastor says, go back and water it. So he goes back and he continues to water it. And at this point, it's been a couple months. And he's like, man, I, I really should see something by now. I mean, it's a plant, right? Like... I should be seeing some results. So he goes back to the pastor and he says, Pastor, I've been watering this thing for two months. I'm still not seeing anything, man. And the pastor says, keep watering it. So that's exactly what he does. He keeps watering it. A year goes by. And at this point, he's getting a little irritated. He's like, man, I really should be seeing some results by now. Goes to his pastor. He says, Pastor, it's been a year. Why haven't I seen anything? And he said, I need you to have faith, son. You need to keep watering the seed. And so he goes back and he waters it for two more years. Two more years, he keeps watering this plant. Still nothing. He gets livid. He's frustrated. He, he He's infuriated with anger. And he runs up to his pastor and he says, Pastor, how the heck? Why have I not seen any results yet? It's a plant. It should be growing by now. And the pastor says, son, you have to have faith. And at this point, he's ready just to punch his pastor in the face. But he stomps back all the way back to his house and then waters the seed. And he goes to bed that night, wakes up to the next morning and realizes a 10-foot bamboo plant fully grown overnight in his backyard. Now, here's what I want you to get from that story. See, God might be having you water your seed in this season. What I mean by that is God has given you a dream. He's given you a vision, but he's having you water it. He's having you prepare for what's to come. He's having you grow. And see, watering isn't an exactly an exciting thing. Watering is something that, you know, requires diligence. You know, the fact that we have to do it consistently, but it's also something that's not super exciting, but we have to do it if we want the blessing and and the fruit that's on the other side. So you have to understand that in this season of waiting, it is really 
a, a season of preparation. Now, I'm going to use a, a Bible story to explain this. That way I'm using some scripture here. Luke chapter 15 verses 11 through 32 is, is the story of the prodigal son. Now, most people, when they talk about the prodigal son, they're usually referring to, you know, God's love, God's grace. And that's what they use the story to define. But I'm going to put a different twist on it. And, and um, so the prodigal son was a young man that, you know, he was ready to take on the world. And so he goes up to his father and asks for the inheritance that his father had been saving up for him. And... The father gave him his inheritance because he loved his son and his son goes and spends it on uh, foolish things and, and really regrets it and, and really goes through some hardships. I mean, he starts feeding pigs and, and he's so hungry that the, the pig's food looks good and he just reaches a point in life. and He's like, man, I really have to get my crap together. So he comes back to his dad. Sorry, this is the dev version of the story. But um, so he goes back to his father and his father sees him in the distance, runs out to him and, and when he runs out to him, he embraces him with a hug. Even though the son didn't feel worthy, he still embraces him with his love. And then he says, get my son the finest robe and kill the fattened calf because today we celebrate his return. Now, this is a beautiful story overall, but here's what I want you to understand. See, the inheritance that that son collected was meant to be collected when his father had passed. And if he had collected it later in life, that inheritance would have been much, much more than when he had collected it as a young man. But because he was impatient and impulsive and wanted that instant gratification like a lot of us do, let that sink in. He took that money, but he wasn't. he didn't have that maturity to spend that money wisely. He didn't have that, um, that season, you know, you know, when uh, something marinates, you know, like meat, when it marinates and sauce, it tastes really good. He, you know, he didn't go through that marinating season. That's the way you need to see the season of waiting is you're marinating yourself. You're, you're maturing, you're growing, you're sharpening your gifts. This is a time of growth, even though it might not feel like it, even though the tasks that are, are at hand seem repetitive, they seem redundant, maybe even kind of boring. I'm here to tell you it's very beneficial. It's and it's all for your preparation. So um, that, that's what leads to my next point. Point number two, write this down. The waiting season is a season of preparation. So don't waste the season of waiting. It's very easy to get into a mindset that the best is yet to come and you kind of just let yourself go numb until the season rolls around. I'm here to tell you it's very important that you make the good choice to be self-aware and to strive to grow during the waiting season as much as possible. In fact, the during the waiting season is when you grow the most. I want to challenge you guys thinking today. It's not during the fruitful season. Okay. It's not when things are good that when growth happens, it's in the waiting season. The season that feels the most insignificant is the one where God is teaching you and showing you things and sharpening you and strengthening your relationship. The comparison I like to often use for this one is athletes practicing during the off season. No matter what sport a professional athlete plays, the athlete knows and understands that they can't take the off season off and then expect to show up when the season starts and perform to their fullest ability. See, the off season, aka the waiting season, is done during the off season. Is is actually almost more important than the actual season itself. Okay, all the preparation is done during the off season. All the plays, all the strategies they need to learn and perfect is done in all the in all the off season. All the lifting and endurance exercises are done in the off season. The athletes can't do these things during the season because if they show up for a game during the season, they don't know their plays, game plan, or they're out of shape, then it isn't going to go well for them. The way you need to view your season of waiting 
is like an off-season for a professional athlete. This is a season where you practice, prepare, strategize, uh, um, uh, grow, and strengthen your relationship with God for this season and the blessing that's to come. And I want to go back to the bamboo plant one second. Okay, when when I was referring to the bamboo plant, when he was watering that thing and it sprouted up overnight, see, there's science behind that. See, a bamboo plant takes three to five years of watering until it finally sprouts up out of the ground. Now, I love that because here's how we, people say that your life doesn't change overnight. I'm here to tell you, your life can change in an instant. It literally can with the right opportunity. It literally can change overnight. And so that's exactly with what happens with the bamboo plant. It took all that watering, but finally it pops up out of the ground. See, all this preparation is leading to that one moment, that one opportunity that you prepared for that'll change your life forever. Okay? So keep that in mind. Um, I love the way that uh, a basketball coach, John Wooden, puts it. He says, failing to prepare is preparing to fail. See, preparation is absolutely key when it comes to fulfilling our destiny in Christ. Now, I haven't used a whole lot of scripture up until this point, so let me start tying in what I'm teaching to you guys with some scripture. Matthew chapter 7, verse 7 says, Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be opened to you. See, here's the thing. When you ask God for something, when you seek the calling he has put on your heart, when you knock on a door, the door will be open to you in God's timing. And the things you have to understand is that when God opens a door in your life, that means it's bringing you into a new season with new opportunities. But the real question is, are you properly prepared for those opportunities? See, God is going to open those doors for you. He's going to grant you the desires of your heart, just like the father gave the inheritance to his son, even though he knew it wasn't probably wise. He did it because he, he loved his son. So God is going to give you the desires of your heart. He's going to give it to you, even if you might not be ready. He's going to give it to you because he loves you. Okay? But when he does, are you going to be ready for it? It's really sad to say. But there are people when God brings them into a new season with new opportunities. But a lot of these opportunities slip through their fingers because they weren't diligent to properly prepare for them. See, God is going to open that door and he'll have that opportunity for you. But if you didn't do the preparation and the diligent work during the dry season, during the waiting season then it might slip through your fingers and that would be sad. So God is going to call you to do something that is much bigger than you and it's going to require faith in order to fulfill it. And I say that to explain that you are never going to feel fully ready or prepared for the things God has for you. But that doesn't mean we stop moving and grow stagnant in our walk during the waiting season. In fact, you will see multiple times in scripture where before someone is established into a position of leadership, they almost always have to go through a season of preparation. You know, let's talk about David being a shepherd. You know, David became king eventually, right? He became the king of Israel. I mean, David was a man after God's own heart. I mean, God references David very highly in the Bible multiple times. See it all over scripture. But one of the things that's really interesting about David is he wasn't king immediately. You know, he had a season of life where he was just doing everyday things. I'm telling you, that's what the waiting season is. It's a season of life where it seems like the things you're doing um, don't seem all that significant. They don't seem all that rewarding or fulfilling, but they're growing you. And here I have the perfect story for this because David was a shepherd. You know, all he did was tend to his sheep. 
I mean, that's pretty simple, right? That doesn't seem like a super fulfilling job being a shepherd, especially back in that time. And so, I mean, but here's the thing. He, he was prepared for the opportunity to come because when he was uh, tending to that sheep, he was defending them from lions and bears and wolves and all sorts of animals with a slingshot. And so when the opportunity comes around to take down Goliath, he was prepared. See, he had that training. He had that preparation. And that preparation happened in the waiting season. And when he, and when that door opened for him to come uh, challenge Goliath and he was successful, it changed his life forever. Because suddenly everyone viewed him in a new light. They knew there was something different about David. Because he was a man of God. I mean, you even see it in scripture with Joseph. I mean, Joseph, his waiting season is a little more rough than David's was. I mean, I shouldn't discount David's season because David at one point was running from Saul before he became king and all that was no fun. So, I mean, David definitely had his struggle. But Joseph is a little is a little different because Joseph was the favorite in this family with his brothers and his brothers hated him. They were super jealous of him and they sell him into slavery. You know, Joseph ends up going to the Potiphar's house and ends up going to jail after that. Um, but from there, eventually becomes second to Pharaoh. Now, Joseph had a very rough life. I mean, if, if you can't tell just from what I said, he, he didn't have it necessarily very easy but God was preparing him from the time that he was sold into slavery to the time he became second to Pharaoh God was working on Joseph he was strengthening his relationship with Joseph he was shaping and shifting Joseph so that when he became second to Pharaoh he was ready for it at the right time and you see when you do things in God's timing man it's gonna feel uh it's gonna easy is not the right word but it's gonna feel smooth it's gonna feel right and you're going to be ready for it. I mean, like, yeah, it's going to require faith and it's going to require some risk, but it's going to feel right. And you're going to feel that in your spirit. Okay. So those are the stories that I, I wanted to back that up with that. Even these guys, these were special men of God that went on to do incredible things, but yet even they had waiting seasons. The third thing that I want you guys to walk away with is God is lining things up in the background. This is a big part. Now, there are multiple reasons why God has go has us go through a waiting season. But one of the main reasons is the fact that he is lining things up in the background that you don't even know about. Isaiah chapter 45 verse 15 says, Clearly, you are a God who works behind the scenes. God of Israel, Savior God. See, back in the story of the prodigal son, we see that when he tried to do things on his own, it didn't work out so well for him. He was caught in a life of sin and simply had to work for the things that would have already been provided for him at his father's house. See, when we choose to seek God, we have to realize that he is doing everything in his power to give the best of what he has to offer and to make the process as simple as possible. Just like in the prodigal son, the father uh, runs out to his son and he gives him the robe. He, give, he kills the fattened calf. He gave the best of what he had to offer, even though his son didn't deserve it. Then, you know, God is going to do the same for you and I. And he said, but you need, and here's the thing. We need to understand that when time comes, for us, even that you ha even though we've been waiting for something to happen, when it does happen, it's going to happen in a way that's undeniably God, in a fashion that requires us to give God glory for whatever happens. See, God is going to do something in such a mighty and a powerful way, in a way that's so obviously Him, that there's no denying it. 
because God wants to be glorified for his work. You know, it's not about us. It's never been about us. And if we ever do think it's about us, well, then we need to shift our thinking. The way this often happens, the way that God often gets glory is he will line things up in the background. He, you know, he'll line up certain connections and certain people. And there's no possible way we could have met them if it wasn't for a divine appointment from God. You know, in the season of waiting, he isn't only just going to grow our maturity, our gifts and the essentials. You have to understand that he's also preparing other people. That way, when you meet that person, whatever it might be, uh, you know, it could be a business partner or a ministry partner. It could be your husband or your wife, whatever it might be. You have to understand that God is preparing them and he's not just preparing you, but he's preparing you guys for each other. And you guys might be both in a waiting season, but by the time you guys meet, that connection, that divine moment, that, that divine appointment, that divine moment will just launch you into the destiny that God requires of both of you. You know what I'm saying? So like, this is awesome stuff. I hope you guys like this so far. Uh, feel free to pause this and take a break if you need to real quick, but we're about um, halfway done here. Yeah, actually we're almost done. So um, let's go ahead and hit the fourth point. Uh, God rewards patience. Galatians chapter 6 verse 9 says, Let us not become weary in doing good, for at the proper time we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. The important part of this verse isn't the fact that we will reap a harvest. The part I want you to remember is, is the fact that it says, Don't give up. This is absolutely essential. It is so important that you don't succumb to instant gratification like so many people in this world do. I mean, America has a huge problem of you know, needing things and needing things now. That's why so many people go into debt to buy, you know, whatever. It could be a car or, you know, that's why there's so much credit card debt, student loan debt. It's because we need this instant gratification instead of uh, delaying that gratification. See, God is really trying to teach this generation patience, especially the millennials, man. The millennials were just given everything. A lot of us were. And that's just the fact. That's just the way it was. Our parents spoiled us, man. And so because of it, it's really caused us to want things now rather than delaying them for the better. You know, like I said earlier, the prodigal son, if he had delayed that inheritance, let that inheritance build up, he probably would have been more mature. He probably would have been more wise with the money by the time he had gotten it because it would have been years down the road. He would have been a completely different man by the time he got that money. And he probably would have spent that money in a really good way. He probably would have invested in it. So it's really important that we don't succumb to instant gratification, that we don't give up on the vision that God has placed in our heart. See, God has you in a waiting season for a reason. And I promise if you are willing just to have some patience, put off instant gratification, I think you will begin to realize that good things come to those who wait. Man, I love that verse. Good things come to those who wait. Are you willing to wait it out when no one else is? Because I promise it's worth it. It might seem like everyone else around you is getting promoted. It, it seems like they're getting blessed. It seems like their life's all that. It seems like their life's amazing compared to yours. And you're just sitting here driving a 1999 Honda Civic, you know, driving to work every day to a job that doesn't seem all that fulfilling, seems kind of miserable. But yet you keep doing it because you feel like it's where God has you. I'm here to tell you, God is going to reward you for that. And here's the other thing. God has you where he has you for a reason. And you really need to begin to soak up this season of life. Okay, if, you, if he has you at work, begin to seek God why he has you there. 
Maybe you're supposed to minister to the people at your job. Maybe you're supposed to invite someone from there and get them to your church because once they start going to church, that's going to change their life forever. You have no idea the ways you can impact people, whether it's at your job, on the streets, or whatever. But you need to understand that God has you in this season, so be present in this season. Don't try to, you know, constantly live into the future. A lot of us get caught up in, you know, always dreaming of the future, always uh, making goals and dreaming for the future. That's fine. It's always good to make goals. It's always, you know, good to envision your future and to envision, you know, the dream that you want to pursue. That's a great, that's a great habit to be in. And that's a good thing to do. But what I need you to understand is that it also requires present action to accomplish that vision that you dream so much of. So you need to be in the present. You need to live right now in the season that God has you in. Be patient, be wise, be smart. Okay. Be willing to wait, man. It's worth the wait. Good things come to those who wait. So that's really what I'm going to finish this off with, man. Thank you so much for listening all the way through. If you're still here, um, if you have any prayer requests, please feel free to leave my, me a voice message. I would love to pray for you guys and intercede for you guys. I have so much love for you. Um, feel free to check out my YouTube channel, my Instagram motivational ministries as well. Lots of good content on there that I don't want you guys to miss. All right. I hope you all have an amazing day. God bless.